This season of My First Dungeon is sponsored by Soul Muppet Publishing and their Kickstarter campaign for Orbital Blues Afterburn. We have been fans of Soul Muppet Publishing for a while now and are beyond excited to be working with them as part of this campaign. Zach, Sam, Josh, and the entire team at Soul Muppet Publishing create the kind of games that we love to play, ones that target specific experiences and leverage every aspect of the text, the visuals, and the mechanics of the game to support players and their game masters at the table. Everything in Orbital Blues Afterburn will absolutely deliver on that same promise. Click on the link to the Kickstarter campaign in our show notes to help back this excellent project and to support an awesome company like Soul Muppet Publishing. And with that, enjoy the show. The mysterious vacuum of infinity is unsurprisingly very familiar. Corporations still have a stranglehold on prosperity, doling it out to the select few. But you've ever known anyone who was select feud? Most people scrape by gig to gig, hoping for a break that will never come. Space isn't different, it's just bigger. And when our Moon Age daydream of the final frontier turned out to be filled with all the same troubles and blues of Earth, we left the pale blue dot behind and accepted our lot in the frontier galaxy. And thus began the new Rebel Age. But that was some time ago now. These days, if you've got a ship underfoot and a few credits in your pocket, then you have what every interstellar outlaw wants freedom. Unfortunately for you all, you don't have credits in your pocket. In fact, you're in debt and you're on a deadline. Pay off a six credit debt or risk losing your ship, losing your home, losing your freedom. Of course, you could run but even the infinite expanse is surprisingly small. However, however, it looks like your luck has just started to change because you've got your sights set on a bounty that will clear the slate and let you keep flying. There are lots of cowboys out there and all hunting for John Tequila Rogers and the surprisingly steep six credit bounty he's got on his head. But you've got one thing that they ain't got you've got a lead. When John Tequila broke out of Folk Song Penitentiary just a few days ago, he needed someone to fly him off world. That someone was Richard Dick Whiskey. A small-time criminal ain't worth the cost of beaming his mug on the bounty board to the thousands of cowboys across the system, but luckily for you, you tracked Dick to a small farming moon called Days Gone By. Luckily for Dick, however, he saw you coming.
Our story doesn't begin in the stars. It begins on the ground. And it doesn't begin with you flying. It begins with you running. We open on the marsh moon of days gone by. This is a moisture and soil farm moon. It's an entirely agricultural area. You see greenhouses all around you making fertile soil to be sent off world. This is a fairly small community, but as you look, you see off in the distance your quarry. Richard Dick Whiskey, his eyes wide, his legs long, and he is running as fast as he can away from you towards parts unknown. He knows the landscape. You don't. I would like everyone to roll for some initiative. Ah! Initiative in this game, it's roll 1d3 plus savvy. So roll a d6, take half, round it up, and then add your savvy. That's a one. Starting off hot with some math, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Eli's uh, not a smart man. Not a mathin' kind of a man. <laughs> Boss, Kamari, what'd you get? Four. Four? Eli, what'd you get? Three. Uh, Ward? One. Blank? Three. And Maria? Four. As you guys look off into the distance and see this lead that you've been chasing for the past few days running off past a number of greenhouses and through the the windy kind of streets that are the areas between these, essentially this entire area is just pockmarked with greenhouses and various gardens. Dick is running between them as as only an outlaw can, as only someone on the run can. Kumari and Maria, uh, you both rolled four. Uh, I'm going to say Kamari, since you are the captain, the boss, if you will, tell us uh, what do you do and uh, describe your character. Kumari is a tall, lanky person with like half-shaved head. Like think Natalie Dormer in Hunger Games type style haircut. Mm. Uh, Has like a treble cleft tattoo on the right side of their face. Wearing like a long duster, uh, like leather, like black leather chest piece and like pants high knee boots. They look incredibly intimidating, uh, have like a mechanical eye missing their right arm, and they're sprinting through like this place, like a little bit ahead of Maria, clearly like in thought, and uh, like they're like pushing aside people and like hey, jumping what? over things and whatnot, like cool act and stuff. And then there's kind of yelling. So I real I noticed only Maria showed up to the team meeting today. And uh, you know, guys, it's, it's showing up at our work right now. As they try and chase down Dick. As you, as you are chasing down Dick, you see them off in the distance. Dick's just shouting back, Hey, guys, just leave me alone. It's just fine. Just get out of here. You can find someone more worth your time. Come on. Uh, and he's just uh, serpentining through. What do you want to do for your action? Do you want to try to roll something with, with your muscles, something with your savvy, something with your grit? What are you, what are you trying to do? Yeah, I'm going to say, like, it's like a market kind of thing in the area. Like, people selling Yeah, stuff. yeah, there's, there's a bunch of people who have, like, stalls and gardens and these greenhouses all over the place. It's honestly, like, it has the vibe of windy streets of, like, a densely packed city, but it's all greenery. Cool. I'm going to stop at, like, the closest fruit stand, and it's, like, snake fruit. I'm going to grab a snake fruit, like, use my muscle to, like, throw it really hard at Dick and 
incapacitate that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go uh, <laughs> roll a check for me. So you're going to roll 2d6 and add your muscle. In this game, you're always trying to get or beat eight. Oh, and also Kumari, I think in the episode zero, their muscle was one, but I changed that off, off mic to two. Zero grit and one savvy for all the folks paying attention out there. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? Seven. Seven. Oh, <laughs> you chuck this snake fruit and last minute you see Dick swing around and go, Jesus, ducks, and it shatters into uh, one of the nearby greenhouses, like breaking out one of these like triangular windows that is part of a greenhouse. And he just runs around the corner. Kamari like turns to the crew and goes, I usually hit those. I'm sorry, guys. I usually hit those. I was off my game. My, ah. I had a real nice throw, boss. Team meeting didn't seem to help. My what? Huh? All right. You go, go ahead. Go, go get it. Go get it, team. Maria, you also rolled a four. Uh, You're up next. Uh, Tell us, what does Maria look like? And what do you do to try to capture your quarry? Maria James is just the most basic bitch you ever did see. (laughs) She's got a real, real average face. She's wearing denim overalls. She got the cowboy boots. They're nothing fancy. She, yeah, she real basic. Got her hair in a braid. Nice long, no makeup, nothing special. Uh, But she running, keeping right along with the boss. And is she, does she see any rope? I think Maria would probably come prepared. Mar- yeah, Maria's used to, she, she didn't have a lot of skills, so she makes do with what she has. She has got some rope on her uh, hip. She gonna get that lasso going. <laughs> You're gonna try to lasso uh, Dick? Yep. Uh, this go is ahead. what we do when there's a, a runaway, runaway steer on, on the ranch back, you know, back home. Been a, been a while, but I think I still got it. Go ahead and uh, roll 2d6 uh, okay. and add your, uh, I'll say, add your savvy for this one. There's a four and a one, and my savvy is plus two. So that is seven. Seven, uh, seven not enough. You, <laughs> give her a second. You are able to send this lasso out. It goes over top of, of Dick. However, he's so thin and gaunt that it actually passes straight through him. Like you try to, you tug it and it tugs too nearly like as tight as it can go. And he still just like slips through it um, and actually dives through the triangular window that you broke in the greenhouse. Damn it. And like, as, as he goes through, he's like pushing down various like potted plants and stuff and trying to like close off that window essentially. So he's now found himself in this greenhouse and the entrance that he went through is now blocked off, or at least will take a second to clear. It is, it's, uh, it's Dick's turn. So he is going to, I think he's going to try to hide here. Classic Dick. Classic Dick. Dick's and love he's rolled savvy. He rolled four, four plus one, so that is nine. Uh, you guys see Dick disappear into this greenhouse, and you lose sight of him. You know he's in this large greenhouse, but it is like a football field-sized greenhouse. You know he's in there. You can see where the exits are, or at least where the obvious ones are, but you've lost an immediate visual. Uh, Eli, you see this happening, 
and you see Dick vanish from view into this greenhouse. What do you do? And tell us, who is Eli O'Connor? Eli O'Connor's the saddest cowboy around. (laughs) You see, long, lanky, thin, like the captain, but a little more gaunt. And I ain't got no fancy armor. All I got is a cyberpunk yellow cowboy jacket with a big high collar. You know, real cyberpunk looking collar. And then I got a cowboy hat and a sad look in my eyes. Sad look in my eyes. Uh, I got dusty leather bell bottoms, kind of like y'all know Norman Rockwell. Well, it looks like <laughs> Norman Rockwell painted a teenager, young man, and who was a cowboy. But Norman Rockwell was also a weeb. That's what <laughs> Eli O'Connor looks like. So he's gonna—he knows he's the sad cowboy, and he knows the price of rushing into things. So he's going to think about that and immediately gain a blues when he remembers what it cost him <laughs> the last time he rushed into something without thinking about it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And we can see our first instance of someone gaining the blues. This is something we're going to gain throughout the game. When you get to eight blues, you get to deal or reckon with your troubles as they come a brewing. But for now... One of our cowboys gets a little sadder, and we know that in this game, sad equals XP, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Sad equals fun. Sad equals fun. (laughs) Eli thinks about the last time he did something without thinking. Last time he was real rash, and it cost him. It cost him the greatest and only love that he has ever known. And so he thinks about that, gets real sad. And then he looks to his teammates and kind of gestures around to cover all the exits. And he'll saddle up to a, an exit himself, the closest one, and kind of peek in and see if he can see this damn dick whiskey. Kamari goes, yeah, good idea. You like rush on in there. Get in there as your captain. <laughs> <laughs> he just gives you a little nod with his little sad cowboy <laughs> The hat is cool, but he's sad under the hat. Of course. Of course. Right, the cool hat sad. itself right, is yeah. not sad, to clarify. Yeah, the hat, so the yeah. hat is happy. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Carolyn, why don't you go ahead and make me a, a savvy check as you try to spot Dick as, as you're looking in through the door. Is this 1d6 or 2d6? Uh, it'll always be at least 2d6. Always at least 2. Okay, yeah. Cool. Except for initiative where it's just 1. Wait, can I use my... Uh, uh, gambit to give Eli advantage. Yeah, sure. Uh, why don't you tell everyone uh, what is your gambit? So my gambit is the captain. Once per scene, when me or one of my crew tries to do something, you can roll with the upper hand on that check. If I and I have to, I can like as a as your captain, I have to like explain why I would be telling you to do this or whatever. Hell yeah. Uh, so so yeah, Carolyn, oh. you can roll three d six and take the higher two, and then you still add your savvy. Oh, I will. I will do that. <laughs> Okay, that's going to be an eight. And then my savvy is plus one, so that'll be a nine. You got it. Nice. Yeah. Woo! Kumari, as you as you shout out this order, uh, what do you say? Eli, stop being sad and go find him, please. <laughs> sniff away a tear and then go find him. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you sniff away your tear, 
uh, you kind of like flick your head and the tear kind of flies through the air and you happen to see a glint in that tear. <laughs> the drama. Of a very lanky, oily, kind of greasy, just like slime ball looking guy. But in that glint, you also see the metallic glint of a snub-nosed 45 in his hand. Can I... Do I have a draw on him? Can I draw on him? And or I guess was getting up like my movement. Uh, I think I think yeah. You you now have a bead on where he is. Okay. So you're able to however you want to communicate that to the people. You see him hiding behind a planter, uh, like back to a large uh, what appears to be kind of like a like a a palm tree, like like a mm. just straight up out of like L.A. big ass palm tree, and he's hiding behind it. You see, you saw a brief flash of him like panting very heavily, holding what appears to be like a very shitty snub nose forty five in his hands, kind of like anxiously looking around. Everyone, this snake's cornered. We gotta smoke him out of his hole. <laughs> As you say that, you see a familiar figure pass by. Blank. Why don't you tell us? What you look like and what you do. Yeah. Um, I guess I got a question before I get into uh, yeah. describing my character. Can I be riding my board? Oh, you can absolutely be riding your board. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You probably hear me before you see me. I think I've been, I was lagging behind, probably because I went, I turned back to get my board. <laughs> Why did you go back to the ship? <laughs> I'm back to the ship to get my board. But then you, you hear a rumbling, very much like a, a motorbike in the distance. And then you see blank. Um, they're a, about six foot, six foot one, kind of lean build, uh, black mask person. They have kind of very much a Mad Max kind of look about them. So they have like a tattered kind of a tank top, very battered leather pants, knee, way too many knee pads and uh, elbow pads going on. Um, <laughs> A bandana that's kind of way too long at the back. That's almost you would mistake it for a scarf with how long it, it goes and how um, ragged it is. And the thing that is probably the most strange about them is they have a plain white, pristine white mask with absolutely no features, no no eye holes, nothing that covers their face, and they always seem to wear at all times. I think strapped to their back is a baseball bat. Um, with a very faded signature on it. Every time you ask him who signed it, he gives you a different player every single time. <laughs> it's never, never the same one. And as he's riding by, he's on a hoverboard. And he's very, it, uh, hoverboard is a, a generous term <laughs> at this point. It hovers at the very least, um, but there is like it's made of scraps of metal um, that you definitely probably found off of like left behind ships or in a junkyard. At this point, it's just a scrap of floating metal, but you can see in the center, at the bottom of it, is a glowing bluish core that it, you can only assume is powering this thing. And as he whizzes by, he's looking down at something in his hand, and it's a like an old school keyboard slide out phone. And he's typing in it, and as he rides by um, the captain, he shows it to the captain, and it says, on a cap, as they whiz by um, <laughs> into the greenhouse after uh, Dick. You 
fly by, uh, just like passing by this, just shoving this uh, essentially like blackberry in Kumari's face. <laughs> what did that even say? Was, she was going too fast. What did that say? <laughs> Kumari, you've gotten maybe a little too used to this being the, the main form of communication from blank, uh, if not the only form of communication from blank. Uh, just being text messages from this shitty old phone. No. Uh, this is like I like it being like a sidekick. Oh, it's a like sidekick, the, 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 like the flip, flip out. out. Yeah, yeah. Like text. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when I think of sidekicks, I still think that feels like that feels like what space was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get to iPhones when we had the sidekick? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I actually forgot to mention that. Um, uh, blank is mute, so um, they communicate by typing whatever they want to say on their uh, phone and then showing the screen to whoever they're speaking to. But yeah, they zip by into the greenhouse on their board. Their board named Calypso. I don't know if they actually saw where Eli pointed to. So I think they just zip by hoping that they'll run into <laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, what kind of what kind of check do you want to make? Well, I'd, I think I'd just, I think I'd just be looking around. Is that savvy? Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a savvy check. Uh, so, so 2d6 uh, plus your savvy. Oh, I was a there was a box cars. Uh, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Jesus. Yeah, I rolled two sixes and I got plus two for seventy. Yeah, you you a hundred percent see this guy. You're on a, a board that's hovering above most of the plants. You um, <laughs> uh, you're essentially like, you know how like skateboarders ride in a bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're essentially doing the outskirts of this greenhouse as a bowl, but you are like 90 degrees, if not further than 90 degrees at certain points and taking like various things. And this board is like, uh, I'd say it's probably pretty loud at this point. It's kind of like, it's got like a lawnmower motorcycle type yeah. vibe. It's, <laughs> but it's flying, baby. And that's all you need for space. Yeah. And you swing around and you see Dick Whiskey hiding behind this large palm tree, getting a bead on Eli. Is there anything I can do? Or would that be my action? Because I had that be Eli's action, I'm going to make that be your action. But you have a clear line of sight and shot to them. And you are like within striking distance on your next turn. Last but not least, we have another figure who is outside this greenhouse. Elliot, do you want to introduce us to Wardley or rather... Ward Jackson. Ward. Ward Jackson. Ward is, he's running behind because he stepped in some uh, various animal shit. Um, and he's rather <laughs> unhappy about it as he as he trails up to the greenhouse. And he's like, fuck, God, fuck it, damn it, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this fucking planet, God damn it. Kind of doing one of those run like hops where yeah, you're skipping. Just, he's got like play. one shoe off and he's like trying to like scrape <laughs> the shit off. Like he's got like an overly nice shoe for this occasion. So Ward oh, is Don't um, wear your dress shoes to the fights. I've told you guys. <laughs> I only have one outfit, boss. I only have one outfit. You know when you wear it so well. Maria, don't even <laughs> So Ward's one outfit is um what was once clearly a very nicely tailored brown suit like a deep brown suit but clearly now is his only outfit so you can see that it's a little wrinkled and there's a little bit of like wear and tear here and there got suspenders keeping his pants up shout out brian currently wearing suspenders (laughs) (laughs) suspenders are cool over the suit where you would expect to have like a matching brown jacket he has a deep blue jacket like a deep sort of royal blue jacket that is riddled with bullet holes and like some blood stains on it but uh that he always wears despite the fact that it doesn't really go with the pants 
And uh, he's he's like a 20-somethings man, has a thick mustache and like a lazily grown-out stubble around it, and hair that is the length where he used to gel it, and now it just kind of sits a little uh, rough on his head. And he's walking up, fuck, shit, God. How are we in the we can get into the greenhouse now? You see Eli standing like just outside a door, kind of has a bead on Dick, and you also see uh, inside Blank is like just bowling around this thing, and it's like everyone's clearly pointing at you where Dick is. So you you've got a pretty good idea of where Dick is, and could if you wanted to um, take some kind of shot if you wanted. Get that Dick. I think Ward has like. He's taking his sock off, he's taking his shoe off, he throws the shoe to the side, and he's just walking in one shoe off, and he's like, fucking goddammit. And he pulls out a revolver, um, which is loud and intimidating, and just walks in, he says, oh, dick, and just fires it into the air to try and, like, spook him to get him to, to run out. Hell yeah. Do you want to try to, like, make this as an intimidation check? Yeah, like, intimidation. Just, like, Hell late, yeah. like walking straight in, one shoe off, and just, like, firing this revolver in the air, like, dick... All around you, this is a greenhouse. Like, there are trees and bushes. This place is cover, and you choose to utilize none of it. Yeah. You walk <laughs> straight forward towards this tree that both Blank and Eli are kind of pointing out to you and fire into the air. Above you, you hear a as glass high above you shatters and rains down over top of Dick. I'm going to need you to go ahead and roll a, I'm going to say a muscle check. Muscle. And you can go ahead and add... Uh, I'll, I'll let you pick. You can pick uh, either muscle or grit. Oh, baby, I'm going to pick grit. All right, I'll let you do grit. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll grit. Oh, fuck a duck. That's only a six. No. Not a duck. Not a duck. I think the glass lands on me and uh, like like gives me a little cut. And then I'm like, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fire up. And oh, and you have no shoe. There's glass in the... Oh, God damn it. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, you've just added a complication to this battlefield. <laughs> oh, no. There is now glass. Oh, man, this is straight up diehard. There's glass all over the ground. And you've only got one shoe on, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, that's Ward. <laughs> uh, as you fire up and, and call out for Richard Dick Whiskey, uh, he's just yelling out from behind the tree. Come on, guys, I didn't do nothing. Just leave me alone. And runs off through an aisle of shrubbery and raises his gun to fire. However, it is not his turn yet. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, go ahead. The revolver, I think, rolls with the upper hand when when making an intimidation check because it is intimidating oh, and okay. loud. Ooh. Go ahead. and uh, So I will roll one more die and see if, roll see if I can die. make it happen. Yeah. Oh, that's a six. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you fire up into the air. Glass rains down on both you and on Dick, but fuck it, you don't care. You are <laughs> plus two to grit, baby. You don't give a Just shit. Just fully stepping on glass with oh, a bare foot. Yeah. He spins out, points the gun at you, and sees you just walking forward with a coat riddled with bullet holes, walking barefoot on glass. You see this shoestring of a man wearing clothes that are three three sizes too big, points the snub-nosed revolver straight at you and just goes, you see his hand kind of shaking, like fully shaking so bad he will miss wildly one way or the other if he pulls it at any wrong time. Looks at you, fires the gun, <laughs> far off to the left. Looks at you, still fires the gun, far off to the right. And you just walk straight forward as he fires two more shots, again, missing <laughs> despite his target getting closer and closer. And then looks at you as you get close enough and just goes, 
cool. I was just. You couldn't have run to a planet with less goddamn animal shit. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. This is the first place I, you know, I, I lost my ship. I lost my money. I just, I got to get back to zero, man. Just, you know, I'm doing all right. I think Ward, like, pushes the revolver up into his chin and then holds back, which is part of my trouble is holding yourself back from violence that used to be second nature to you. And rather than just shooting this guy point blank, um, is just gonna, like, thinks about it and then is like, no. And I believe you take a blues for that. I do take a blues for that. You know when so- not killing someone makes you so sad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't kill someone is. and I'm like, oh, I miss my brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he totally would have murdered this guy with me. <laughs> Dick looks at you, uh, revolver underneath his chin and just drops the gun, hands up, uh, fully submitting to you and just goes, Man, just what do you want? Like, I, I'm not worth any kind of bounty. Just, like, leave me alone, man. You know that's a lie. Uh, jeez, is this about John? I want to I wanna saunter up and kind of do good cop, bad cop with him and be like, <laughs> well, Whiskey looks like my friend's got you right under his boot heel. So why don't you tell us where you took tequila? And maybe we'll just let you go on your merry way, you piece of shit. Pushes it a little bit more aggressively. Oh, whoa, hey, oh, okay, okay. Listen, can I? I want. Can I talk to him? He seems reasonable. You can talk to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Listen. And I spit at his feet. I spit Wait. on his boots. Oh, Eli. Which one of us is the? Which one of us is the good cop? I don't know. I don't know. I ain't <laughs> done right. this. I ain't done right. this before. The team meeting. They would have known who would have been the good cop. We had the plan. I know we were gonna go over that whole thing, and then. We could we couldn't very well do a a demonstration with just the two of us. Who are we demonstrating for? <laughs> with a name like Dick, why do you why why with a name like last name like Whiskey? Why do you go by Dick? That's what I need to understand. You know, it's the name my my mama gave me, and you know why I got respect. You my like mother. being called Dick Whiskey? You know, it's fun. Some people get a laugh. Some people get a chuckle. If, oh. You know, it gets me a free drink every now and then. I get it now. sorry ever since brian said uh richard dick whiskey i couldn't i couldn't handle it i couldn't listen man i all i did was where tequila is all i did was pick him up outside of a folk song penitentiary okay i took him here and then like man he just Wombed me at a bunch of card games man i mean he's such a good fucking I i think he's cheating but i don't know but he took my fucking puddle jumper of a ship, took money off me, and I mean, I was just getting back to zero, man. I... Word is as the bullet, like as he's talking and pushing, he's going tequila. No, I got it. I got it. I didn't. <laughs> Listen, I can't tell you for sure, but I, all I know is he kept talking about heading over to the Sutler system, okay? He kept talking about a girl there. I don't know, Red something. I, that's all I know. Red, you say? I don't know. Red, Reddy, Red Pie. I don't know. Maybe she just had red hair. I don't know. Red she... Pie? I don't think he said <laughs> Red Pie. I don't think he said Red Pie. Now, I don't know. now we're playing Confused Cop. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. 
He would just said he was heading over to the system, and there was some girl read something that he was trying to, I don't know, find. I don't know. That's all I know, I swear. Eli looks over, kind of side-eyed to the captain, say, well, captain, what do you think? Should we let him live, or should we take him captive, or what what should we do with this little dick whiskey? Captain Captain goes with a dick dick whiskey and punches him in the face. I guess it ain't your day, Dick. I guess it ain't your day. Oh, man, I just got my nose unbroke. Oh. And he, like, cracks it back into place as best he can. Captain breaks it again. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. All right. I, I, I take the captain. I take the captain. I like grab him back. I'm like, Captain, calm down. He's just, you're going to kill the man. Sorry. That was Maria's plan. Said I had to break his nose twice. Uh, yeah. Dang, God damn, Maria. <laughs> well, could you do it once and they, you think they learned their lesson, but a lot of times they haven't. They, they really think you won't do it again. So you do it two times, and then they know for sure that you mean business. You're a fucking psycho. <laughs> the more time I spend around you, the more I like you, Maria. Damn, I thought you were kind of normal, but you were hardcore. <laughs> blank, blank text the um, pipes the on his phone chat? and shows the. Uh, no, he pipes on their phone and shows the screen. You just see the like kind of. Uh, Worried emoji on the phone at Maria. I agree with blank whiskey, who still has Ward's revolver under his throat, just like moves closer to <laughs> Ward. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you got when you working on a ranch. You can't be fooling around. You gotta be real serious. There ain't no room for mistakes. You guys hear this this pathetic voice of Richard Dick Whiskey talking about some girl named Red in some place called the Sutler System. And that name, the Sutler System, means a lot for a lot of you. Ooh. For a lot of you, it's a place that you did not want to return to. It's a place where a lot of troubles were born and blues were had. Some of you know this system. Some of you may know Reno 12, the primary hub city located on Georgia Alpha 2, this desert planet run by none other than the Perazzo family, who some of you may have had some run-ins with before. Also the home of a particularly interesting bar and hoverboard gang called the Reno Snakes, uh, who have had their own run-ins with the Perazzo family. But out there in the Sutler system, there's just a few little places to go in this backwater system. There's Reno 12, this city with like a casino here and there and some backwater bars. There's a fuel station here or there. There's Sutler Orbital, kind of a, you know, by the numbers independent space station that pretty decrepit, but it still has some places to go. And there's a mining outpost city called Urban Industrial. All of you are aware of this because at some point or another, all of you had made this system your home. And for some reason or another, all left on very bad terms. There are lots of places in this galaxy you may not want to go back to. The Sutler system is certainly one of them. I think Ward walks out at the mention of the Sutler system and goes and sits outside and starts picking glass out of his foot. Just gets real like, fuck this. Kamari like gives Maria a note of uh, for tomorrow's meeting agenda. Put Wardley has to wear shoes. 
Yeah, that seems like a good rule just kind of across the board. There's a lot of stuff you can step in that ain't good for your feet or or your soul. I love your exposition, Maria. Your souls or your soul. Yeah, there, Eli, you're so clever sometimes. Eli was just like standing in, like right behind us the entire time just listening. I like to think that I contribute kind of sort of, I'd be like secretary of state to your VP and president. Put, and then uh, Kamara goes to Maria, put uh, Eli down as employee of the day for, for today. You got it, boss. Eli loses all of his blues. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> pizza party <laughs> I think Kamari looks at Dick Whiskey and goes you said the subtler system yeah man I don't know we kept talking about the subtler system and some girl named Red and I don't know this is, I don't know he jumped through a gate and he headed over that way as far as I know that's 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 all I know I, he wouldn't even take me on my own ship once he took it from me and then Kamari looks at everyone and goes well can't go back home this time of year and then uh, just starts dragging Dick Whiskey back to the ship. Oh, come on, guys! Oh, dude, come on! No, 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 no! Put iron. I, I got a gig here. Come on! No, no, wait, wait, wait! You guys pay? Not really. You can't join our crew, Dick. We're full up. No, come on, then. Just leave me here, guys. Come on. You don't want to come back get your ship? I mean, are you going to get my ship back for me and then give it to me? We're going to take you in the direction What's of your of ship. And if you happen to take it back yourself, we ain't got no problem with that. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, we can't trust this fucking worm far as we can throw him. Maybe he could be Herbie's intern. Yeah, I was going to make him work for you Herbie. You want to be a robot's intern, Dick Whiskey? Does that sound like a good life for you? Yes or no? I mean, is it a paid internship? No. Then that's not an internship. Come on. Even in the frontier galaxy, we don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a lake around here? We could just toss him in a lake as we take off. I don't think we should take this guy with us. I don't want him on the ship. Isn't this a swamp moon? We could time to fly the ship. I don't want, I don't need to kill him. Well, no, we don't have to kill him. We can just toss him in the swamp. He'll make his own way. Blank types up. We are. We do need one more person on our ship. We've been piloting it with one less person this entire time. Well, God damn it. Eli spits at his feet again and says, all right, come on, dick. We'll pay in food aboard, maybe. Captain says it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, he's such a soft dick. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you see, dick is just like being surrounded by a number of interstellar outlaws and toughs that are Pretty much everyone just towers over him or is in some <laughs> way more physically scary than him. Just kind of follows behind slash in front of you guys as you start like prodding him towards the ship. Your pseudo captive, <laughs> pseudo crew member. This is like getting jumped into a gang kind of for you because we broke your nose. <laughs> we gotta twice. Break his now nose you again. work for us. <laughs> you see you see him, uh, you're kind of like prodding him forward as you make your way towards the nearby spaceport. And as you get closer, you see coming over the horizon a number of ships that are kind of parked in this in this spaceport. And you see Dick Whiskey kind of looking all of them goes, I mean, come on, as long as we're not gonna get on a piece of shit like that. And he points (laughs) directly to the twenty-first night of September. Do you remember? It's not too late to toss him in the swamp. 
Kumari, since it is, since you are the captain, it is your ship. Why don't you uh, describe the 21st night of September? The 21st night of September is a, is a pastel gal, as some would describe. <laughs> Just sitting in this, like, I guess, ship docking area. It stands out like a sore thumb. Just like in different colors of pastel, I think being such a sad crew to like try and drum up some sort of good vibes. Kumari got like this horrific pastel paint job. The ship is is like a medium sized ship, has a big old bum, big big chunky little <laughs> little bum of a of a of a ship. Um, it's bum? a former a bum. Okay, a, a little. <laughs> a little uh, caboose, if you will. Got a it. rumpus. A rumpus. Okay, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> you, uh, you getting what I'm putting down? I'm picking it's it up. Thick I am. With uh, it's a thickie. Seas. Yeah, got There's it. like, uh, uh, like, uh, it's like a former bounty hunter ship, and like it's pastel covered in like the uh, Mur- Murakami flowers, right? Yeah. Uh, on the outside, and then well, as we like walk in, you see like the inside is just constant positivity of like the space posters on the walls uh, from the entire ship. Just, you know, the classics of like, no I in team. Show up to team meetings, please. It's not a joke, guys. Please come to the team meetings. <laughs> Sometimes it's really awkward when it's just me sitting at the table. Um, but they're all like, the images are all like beautiful landscapes and like stallions <laughs> running. Yeah. Just like yeah. this trailing like, sentence, like, please guys, show up. Yeah. Like a kitten and a puppy absolutely, hanging out. Yeah, done by like Kamari <laughs> yeah. and like Photoshop or whatever. How much of our pay do you spend on these prints? <laughs> a lot of there is such a deep level of sadness that is forced positivity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like, uh, like on the walls, like uh, every day, like someone else gets the ox cord on the ship. Uh, and so there's an aux cord schedule kind of uh, up there and you see like Herbie's like little like oxygen pump up station with (laughs) nobody's pumped up Herbie today and like there's a schedule of who has to pump up Herbie why don't you tell me uh, for anyone who hasn't heard our session zero uh, who and what is Herbie yay who picked Herbie for our ship that Ward that was Ward uh, Ward, why don't you tell us, tell us what Herbie I'll looks tell, like? I'll tell, I'll tell us yeah. about it. So just so I understand what we decided, Herbie is wind up and needs to be filled with oxygen every day. <laughs> yeah, you wind them up to fill them, to with, fill yeah. them with oxygen. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I think Herbie has... The latest like, technology. <laughs> definitely not. Um, I, think Herbie, I think Herbie has a, a, like, a frame, like a mechanical frame where very much they look like they've just been you know, patched together by a bunch of different Android parts. And you can see in different places, there's like little weapons folded up in like, you're like, this robot could do some damage if it gets too much (laughs) oxygen in it. Um, And in the center is just like a deflated core that powers the whole thing. And then there is a big wind up key on the back that you spin. And as you start spinning, it's like, (laughs) and then it starts a fan going that gets oxygen into the into the inflatable sack. So then it fills it up and makes him look more like a full android, but otherwise he yes. just looks like an empty frame. Mm. Oh. Love it. And he's currently just slumped over. Just slumped over with the little deflated balloon center. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which just looks kind of like skin, I guess, when uh, when it's deflated. Like, yeah. Ew. All right. First <laughs> lesson you need to learn, Dick, is that Wednesday is my day for the ox cord. 
second lesson you need to learn is today is your day to pump up the Android. So get on it. <laughs> oh, man. Clockwise, Dick. Never counterclockwise. <laughs> All right. And he goes over and starts cranking, and it's a surprisingly difficult crank to do. Like, even for you oh, guys yeah. who are, oh, like, tough. interstellar outlaws, like, it's stuff. We for never him, it's oil like... it. Never. <laughs> Why? Just get some WD-40 in here, guys. Come on, even I know that. Oh. Can't afford it. <laughs> Uh, and he's just slowly cranking this thing. It takes a minute or two, uh, but he does is able to kick this thing on. The fan fan kind of spins up, and Herbie slowly inflates this like sack, this air balloon. And as it inflates, a face kind of like essentially the the frame is then filled by the balloon, and the balloon has a like poorly crudely drawn face drawn on it. It pops <laughs> into like the head slot. I'm picturing it's like a cla- like a Jack in the Box face or like one of those like punchy the clown faces. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. You, the ones that you squeeze and it's like eyes pop out like that. Yeah. Mm. You see Herbie pop up and goes, Well, hello. Who are you? And, and looks and you just see, um, I realize I just chose yeah. to talk to myself. Yeah, you just did that. You did that to yourself. <laughs> it's okay. Take it away. The Take rest away. of the episode. We like it. And, and Dick just goes, Oh, Jesus. One of those newfangled guys. <laughs> oh, Dick, you do have to hold up this card so that Herbie knows you're a friend and not um, a target. Yeah. You see Herbie's eyes like <laughs> glow red and two dots appear on the center of Dick's chest. And from the casing of Herbie's arms, <laughs> two guns appear and points uh, at like oblong angles directly towards his chest. As you throw this card in front of Herbie's face. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, jeez, guys, oh, jeez, oh, jeez. Was this Morty from Rick and Morty? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yes. I guess that's what I've done. Oh, my Dick God. I love oh, jeez. Morty. I'm yeah. Dick oh, Whiskey. Geez. I'm Dick Whiskey. I'm Dick Whiskey. <laughs> you hold the card up, and Herbie does a quick scan of it, and then, like, body scans Dick. and goes, oh, all right. Yeah, welcome to the ship. I need to complete a four-hour body scan, so this doesn't happen again. <laughs> All right, Dick, we'll we'll leave you here with Herbie. We'll be back for you. Oh, and Maria's going to use her lasso to basically, like, tie Herbie on a leash so that when the Herbie can't try to run away from the scan or, or explore the ship oh, after so the Dick, scan. Dick, 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 Sorry, yeah, Dick? so that Dick can't run away from the scan or try to explore the ship. Herbie, keep an eye on this worm. You got it, boss. And Herbie, essentially, you know when you're, like, uh, doing your thumbprint scan on an iPhone and you have to, like, press your thumb into it a million times? It's that, mm-hmm. but for his entire body. <laughs> <laughs> just a, a little inflatable finger. <laughs> so Herbie's just taking his hands and smushing them all over Dick's face. <laughs> I feel like, oh my God, I love that. I, That's where his sensors oh are. It's a long process. You guys have all had to go through this so that Herbie wouldn't act- accidentally attack you. But there is... No other way to make sure Herbie does not attack an intruder on the ship. True. So you feel like it's pretty safe. Yeah, you either have to hold up the card every single time, and we only have one set of cards. We only have one card. If <laughs> we lose card, the card, we yeah. have no more we just And that card's of, on oh its last God. leg. We kind of just oh keep it in a slot by his his oxygen tank. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> his charging station. <laughs> I, I think Herbie's the only one, because of this scan, is the only one he's seen Blank's actual face. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. For sure. Yeah. So I think only 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 Abby has that that knowledge. Herbie's been sworn to secrecy. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and your scan took a little extra. Not only did Herbie have to do your real face, but also had to do 
like the mask as well. Yeah, the mask mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You guys load up into the 21st night of September. As you guys kind of figure out what you're doing, before we discuss where you guys are going and how you might be getting there, we've already said that uh, Eli O'Connor has the ox cord. Uh, Eli, what are you putting on the ox? Yeah. I'm going to play this song called Human by Rum.Gold, which is one of, it's a sad song. It's a it's kind of a sensual song. And so I play that song and like, look out, put my hand on my, <laughs> kind of rest my, my hand against the window and just look out at all the stars as we take off from the planet. And like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hearing what everyone's talking about, but I'm really just like listening to songs staring at the middle distance and listen to Human by Rum, Rum Gold. It's a good song. We'll have all of these songs in our show notes on a playlist. So check them on out. Check out our Over the Blues playlist. See you in three minutes. would a character do if they knew they were part of a story? What would they say to the author that is pulling their strings? In Samantha Lee's solo RPG, Death of the Author, players take on the role of a character fighting for control over their narrative. Draw tarot cards and modify scene prompts to bend the story to your will. Each change, however, comes with a consequence, as the author may use your own words against you. Death of the Author is crowdfunding on Backerkit from May 14th to May 28th. You can find the project by searching Death of the Author Backerkit in your search engine of choice. Fight the narrative. Defy your author. Little Wolves is a folktale TTRPG where players fill the fur of shape-shifting werewolves in a realm of fey and of magic called the Enchanted Forest. Players will craft physical masks that represent their characters and use them during play to shift between their wolf and their mortal forms. As they perform favors and complete quests, new marks are made on their masks that reflect the real physical changes that the werewolves undergo. The enchanted forest is deep and detailed with fey queens, courts, and all manner of denizen for your werewolves to meet. The crowdfunding campaign for Little Wolves launches May 14th. You can follow the campaign at bytes.rip slash little wolves. That's B-Y-T-E-S dot R-I-P slash little wolves. And you can check out the free demo and quick start at bytes.rip slash little demo. Hey there, it's Elliot from the Many Sided Media team. 
In addition to playing and producing here on My First Dungeon, I'm also a game designer, known for such games as Something is Wrong with the Chickens, a rules-like game of chickens, eldritch horror, and revenge. Project Echo, a solo time travel game played in the pages of a planner. And the upcoming Rom-Com Drama Bomb, a three-player game of meet-cutes and mayhem. If you like weird and unique games and want to bring something new to your table, head to moreblueberries.shop and use code MYFIRSTDUNGEON for 20% off your order. That's M-O-R-E-B-L-U-E-B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot shop. Thanks! As you guys blast off out of the atmosphere and get into shallow space just outside of uh, this very small moon... You guys know that to get to the Sutler system, that is a number of light years away, which even in the Frontier Galaxy is difficult to travel. Very few ships have their own faster-than-light drive, so you could buy a faster-than-light drive, which none of you could ever possibly afford. (laughs) You could travel the old-fashioned way, which would take you years, or you can use the Van Keer gates. These are like kind of straight out of Cowboy Bebop, a gateway that allows you to travel FTL faster than light and will get you to various systems in only a couple of hours. The problem is they are expensive and you guys already have a six credit debt on your accounts. Do you mean a six figure credit debt? In this game, um, money is tracked by credits and debts and so one credit, one debt is kind of like a unit of measurement. So there's not like oh. gold. Six credit is kind of like a large sum of money. Got Reverse it. Cool. inflation. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, for instance, like a normal bounty is probably about one credit. Oh, okay. Oh. So John Tequila is a bad dude. Uh, you guys, he a bad boy. As you guys. Um, naughty are planning where you're going to go next and if you're going to make your way to the Van Keer Gates and incur just a little bit more debt to try to squash the debt that you already have, one of you kicks on the television and you hear... Welcome to Bounty Bingo! You trying to get the bingo today? Check out these bounties. And two, like, flamboyantly dressed, like, presenters with those long, like, stick, like, you know, Drew Carey, Price is Right stick microphones. <laughs> yeah, um, the best begin microphone. Begin to spin a giant wheel, and it <laughs> lands on a number of bounties, and starts popping up, like, showing you all their information. And very quickly, uh, they come about with a photograph of John Tequila Rogers, wanted alive. They pull it up, they go... Our big bounty today for six whole credits. Wow, that's the biggest we've had in a while. That is John Tequila Rogers. You can see here, he's wanted alive. He escaped from Folk Song Prison just a couple of days ago. Crimes are gambling, fraud, and identity. Gam- gambling, fraud, and identity? That's it? That's it. Gambling, fraud, and identity <laughs> theft. Uh, escaped from Folk Song Prison. You know, this might be a clerical error. We'll check on our end. But for now, if you cash this in, six credits going directly into your account. All you gotta do is hand it into Sutler System Securities or any system securities outpost along the frontier galaxy. Happy hunting, cowboys! <laughs> Blank, like, kind of almost way too casually drapes an arm around uh, the captain and shows them the screen on their phone and says, That's not many crimes for six credits. Kamari uh, looks looks at Blank. 
hugs them like a like a like I don't know like lovingly of like okay we can go to the subtler system but we cannot go to Calypso's karaoke can Maria hears Kumar talk about this and and really perks up uh we going we going to talk about talk about that captain boss <laughs> Yeah, karaoke. What? What you saying? We're not. We're not going to Calypso's karaoke. Can I don't want to go there. We're not allowed to go. We don't. We don't. We don't. I don't want to. I don't. Kamari looks at Maria, and like the mechanical eye kind of like zooms in <laughs> a little bit, and it's just like we don't got to talk about it. What's the one rule on the ship? Let's all say in unison. Ready? Three, two, one. No, Wait, no, no birthday. birthday. I would have liked that to be more in unison, but it's okay. We'll practice that at our next meeting. Let's just say someone on the ship had a bad birthday there. Someone. Probably Maria. Herbie, I, I bet. Yep. Yeah. What was that, guys? Yeah, I forgot we can't say Herbie's name. Yeah, Herbie. Herbie, like anytime you say anything that sounds like Herbie, they're like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) But you're right, Blank. That that doesn't seem like enough crime for that number of credits. Whose identity you think they stole? Who you think put this bounty on them? Must be something big. Is there a way to tell who put the bounty on them? That public records? So finding out who put the bounty on them is possible. It's not like a bit of broadcast information. But if you go to a like system security outpost, it seems like this bounty is meant to be delivered to the Sutler system. Mm. So if you went to a Sutler system security outpost you would be able to find out. You'd be able to get some information. Okay. I think that's a reasonable thing to do next, possibly. We None yeah. of us have a, would have problems going to the Sutler System Security Office, would we? Like, none of us are wanted right now, right? Mm. Mm, it um, depends who run that s- security raise, raise your hand if, if you're wanted in the Sutler System, just for so Cap knows. Okay, so Wardley. Hey, you're wanted. Blank. I want. I'm wanted, but not by everybody. Eli, only by Maria. You're good. Oh yeah, nah. I, I don't Maria, think the, anybody the, there remember me. The uh. full galaxy most wanted list counts. Oh, yeah, I might be on there. Okay, <laughs> I, Maria's I, a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> they, they call her the Planet Killer. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> on the wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a little worried that they got me confused for a different Maria James. Yeah. It's a pretty common name, so it might not be me. I just got one of those faces. I think on the, the TV show that I was just playing, Maria's face comes up and it's like wanted planted killer. Twenty five <laughs> credits. But it's also a picture that's like mostly looks like me. Right. But it also could potentially not be me. <laughs> the, the announcer comes on and goes Everybody, we still haven't quite found a great picture of Maria James, but for a 25-credit bounty, quite frankly, if you find anyone who looks remotely like this person, kill him and turn him in. <laughs> 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 <laughs
It's worth the risk. Hey, Blank. Uh, <laughs> hey, Blank, how you feel about loaning that mask to Maria? She might be putting all of our lives in danger. <laughs> they quickly type up, very firmly shaking their head, but on the, the phone it just says no with several um, O's and several exclamation marks <laughs> at the end of it. Fair enough. Fair. Eli just kind of like ruffles Maria's hair to like get it in their face a little bit more. <laughs> just like, we're just trying to hide your, your visage. Inexplicably, her hair looks exactly the same as it did before you did that. Or at least you think it might. <laughs> You're not entirely sure. You don't remember. <laughs> Damn zero grass. So if we gonna get ourselves over to the Sutler system... I think we. I think our best shot's them gates, but we either gonna have to barter, or we gonna have to barge through them. How much it costs to go through the gates? One credit. Going through the gates is a credit. Mm-hmm. And we have no credits, right? We owe six credits, right? You can you can take on debt. More uh, debt. You, you can essentially like put it on credit. Taking on debt to to get out of debt doesn't seem is there like a the way. a bounty google where we could see if dick whiskey has any bounty even if it's like a quarter oh, credit yeah. uh yeah you, you look up um dick, dick whiskey uh dick whiskey there is a bounty on him it is not worth the paper that it's printed on <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah. dick whiskey is the smallest of small potatoes so no, there's nothing you could barter with Dick Whiskey. Well, it's an investment. We'll I hate commit to some crimes. Say it. I think sell. we're gonna have to just take on just a little bit more debt. All right, but I'm gonna say this: this is one last job, and then I'm out. Okay, Eli, you you've okay, been Eli. saying that a couple of times. There's a board that has Eli's last job count, and it's like there's 35 <laughs> strikes. <laughs> Blank holds up a finger. Scrolls on the phone a bit and then plays several audio recordings. <laughs> 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 this is my last job. This here is my last job. This is my last job. After this, I'm getting out. This is my last job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eli just Eli just sighs so deeply and then just like puts his hat a little lower down his eyes and then just goes and like stands with his arm crossed staring out the window. Um boss, I hate I hate to do this, but should we even be going to the Sutler system? I sort of swore never to return. But uh you're the boss. So if you say if you say we're going I'll go, but I'm I'm I'll, I'll tell you I'm a little nervous about it. Oh, Wordly. Ward's fine. Sorry, 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 Wordly. Ward, sorry. Everyone, raise raise your hand if you do not want to return. If you made a vow at some point to never return to the settler system, and I did. Yeah, yeah. Blank I like that the boss hand. is raising. Is Kamari yeah. is also Kamari raised. raised their hand. <laughs> Kamari raised their hand. You see, right. all, all, off the distance, Herbie also <laughs> raises their hand. <laughs> <laughs> what did Herbie do? Kamari's like, yeah, I, I don't want to go, but does right. anyone else have a way we can pay this debt? Like shakes their head. Looks like this is our only choice. All right, we're going. So we get Dick Whiskey to commit a six credit crime. 
and then and I then think Ward, it's oh God, gonna be brilliant. it's that's gonna be okay. Idea. We're gonna get in, we're gonna get out, and it's all gonna be all gonna be okay. What could possibly go wrong? I, I can think of several things. What was that bar that that CD bar we used to go to? There's uh, no? a couple of bars in that system, but the one you might be thinking of is uh, Viper's Bar and Grill, mm. which was uh, the home of the Reno Snakes. Let's. Is that on Reno 12? That's on Reno 12. Why don't we head to Reno 12 to Viper's Bar and Grill? Maybe we'll get some information there. The moment you say that, Blank has like several like of their belongings in their arms and like waving as if they're about to just leave the ship <laughs> somehow <laughs> as they head towards the escape pod. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, like, no, 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 wait, like, wait, 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 wait. They, they freeze and turn around. If I'm going back to the Sutler system, Blank, you're going back to the Sutler system. If Eli's going back to the Sutler system, you're going back to the Sutler system. If Kumari, after whatever happened to them... Kumari, like, grabs their like hand, that's the right arm that's missing, is going back to the Sutler system, then I think you're going back to the Sutler system, too. They do like a very over exaggerated like body sigh and then type out on their phone. I have people who want me dead at that bar specifically. Mm. Well, good thing you got that mask on. And if they recognize that mask, maybe we'll get you a different mask for that. Okay? Now we all gotta we all need to stick together because Maria probably about to pop off, commit a genocide. <laughs> we all gotta be here. To reel her in, try to get out of this debt that we're all in together, okay? While Eli is saying this, Maria has been um, windexing and cleaning the front windshield just to make sure it looks really good for for when we do take off. And um, she's going to gain one blues for doing something unremarkable. (laughs) Look at that. Would a normal person do that? No, there's a couple That's screws sick, loose honestly. in that spaceship. Especially because the surrounding of the windshield is filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the idea that like you're cleaning the inside, the inside is pristine, but the outside is still shitty. There's like you can't get out there. You're in space. <laughs> Just trying to do my part to to you know make myself useful. I I didn't really have very many ship skills before I came on board here and I don't know that I actually have any more than I came on with. You're crazy. You say the crazy. She's crazy. She's crazy. (laughs) Sometimes out of the corner of my eye, I feel like she grows in size. (laughs) Now, all y'all gather around. We're having a staff meeting. This is my unofficial staff meeting. Okay. Now, none of us want to go back to the Sutler system. But the only way out of this fire is through the fire. So we got we to gotta man up, go back. Captain, maybe we can get your arm back. I don't know. I, I assume you lost your arm at this karaoke bar. Why, why does everyone listen to you when you call a staff meeting? Because <laughs> we were already here in the same room. It's easy to just call it Work a meeting if everybody's already in the same room. All right, then Kamari takes a note, call meetings when everyone's in the same room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, continue. Now, I have some staring to do, if you will excuse me. 
<laughs> and he goes to his favorite escape pod and just stares and listens to the music. Blank um, goes to the um, Kumari and again types up and then shows the screen and goes, um, if we go into debt a little bit more, we can just sell dick ship, right? True. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a real clever idea, Blank. We go, if we go into, Kamari's trying to understand. If we go into more debt, we can sell Dick's ship. And Kamari's saying this out loud. And then, Dick, how much is your ship worth? I don't know, man. Like, maybe a solid credit, maybe two. Perfect. So we sell Dick's ship. Oh, take your finger off the communicator. Get What was that? We're going to buy your ship back for you and send you on your way, big guy. Oh, man, that's so nice of you guys. I never had friends before. (laughs) Everyone I've ever known is just trying to use me and abuse me and cast me aside, cast aside poor dick whiskey. Herbert, how's that scan going? (laughs) What was that? Oh, no. I can't do this scan. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. You just hear you just hear it's like um when someone has like sticky like um uh, rubber gloves it's just yeah <laughs> oh. Herbie always starts with the face <laughs> <laughs> Okay so we'll go sell Dick's ship get two credits we won't tell Dick about it I'm not sure Dick's going to make it through the end of this journey just in case nobody tell Dick clearly th- if if they go, they go. We can handle Dick, I think. Black times. <laughs> I'm starting to, starting to have emotion. I, I, I care for Dick now. No, come oh, on. Oh, I think we gotta get going. Okay, okay. Let's go sell. <laughs> let's go sell Dick's ship. Get the credits. No, go no, to- we don't have Dick's ship. We gotta go track. Tequila's got Dick's ship, so we gotta, <sighs> we gotta track him down. We gotta go further into okay. debt. And we got to track Let's go get I'm yelling today. all this from the escape pod because I can <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay thank, you, thank you, Eli. Thank you. Track him down. <laughs> so just get, everybody get to your stations, I imagine, is what the captain will say when it's time to go. Every, everyone, everyone do what Dick just did, did, Dick. Just what Eli just said. Get to your stations and, and let's get this bad boy going. That sounds good to me. Ah, Captain. Uh, yep. Maria does the kind of over-exaggerated salute because she knows that it'll make Kumari feel really good about being in charge. <laughs> Kumari, Kumari salutes them back and is like really proud and like sits in their captain's chair. Blank, blank shows the, the salute emoji before <laughs> Kumari gives a salute. Oh my god! And then it's kind of like waiting for like Ward to salute them and just it's like wait like has the hand on the top of their head. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll see you in a bit. I'll see you in a bit, Captain. Okay, and then so okay, I'll, we'll do that later. Eli, I'm salu- I'm saluting you. Okay. I give a very cowboyly nod. And then Kamari sits in their chair, and uh, I think Kamari doesn't really know how to navigate or do anything with the ship, but like wants to feel important. So they built like fake buttons, like a like a kid <laughs> playing video games that like just isn't connected. Huh. Wait, Kumari built it for themselves, or no. or everyone else built like it? Like everyone Kumari. built it for Kumari to make them feel important. <laughs> yeah, it does. I think it does. It's not totally like non-functional, but it maybe like controls. It like makes like little kid noises, like lights up and stuff. <laughs> it's like the volume for the for the ox. Yeah, it basically like you press buttons that have the various crew members' names, and it like 
highlights their station <laughs> to just let them know to do their job. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, that's the most you get. What is everybody's job for for flight? I think I'm. I think we said I'm piloting, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be on one of the weapon systems. Oh my god, we have on our ship. We have a bio compass, which is illegal. So we should make sure that our illegal shit is stored before we go through customs. But we have, okay, it's a handheld baton with a small compartment at the bottom. Points toward the location of a target whose biological matter is scanned. Accurate up to a citywide range. Oh. Ooh, so we can track down. Dick, if he has any of tequila's, like... If there's any of tequila's hair on his jacket, or if he has any of tequila's like spit in a vial, or we could. Or... We... <laughs> hey, Dick, you got any of that, Yo, that Dick, good tequila? You spit? haven't got any tequila spit in a vial. Let's ask him about the hair first, and like inspect his jacket, and then oh, we can ask Herbie because Herbie's yeah. probably identified any. Should we oh, roll for this? Like, we ask Herbie during the scan. Any... Yeah, go ahead and. Um... Actually, we're gonna we're gonna do this with the ship stats. Yay! Oh, nice. Ship stats. Ship so, stats. Uh, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and roll two d six, and we'll add the ship's system stat, which is plus one. So that's a five. So doesn't beat eight. Herbie does like a quick like. Hey, boss! Doesn't look like there's any outside hair here. Just a lot of this guy's, you know, DNA on himself. Wouldn't? What if we use Dick's DNA? to track his ship because his ship probably has some of his DNA still. My god, this is why you're the captain. This is why captain's still the captain. I got the captain ideas still. You're so clever, Kumari. Oh, thanks, Maria. You guys go up to Dick and you've got to take a small sampling of DNA. Blank just cuts hair off. Like, Blank doesn't say anything. <laughs> I thought you were say you cut a finger off. Walks up to um, Dick and just snips. Way too much hair, way more hair than they need, but it snips some hair. Oh man, not my rat tail! Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> they type up, they type up, I was doing your favor. And then walks, <laughs> walks away <laughs> to use this hair sample. Uh, yeah, you cut off like six inches of a rat tail, and only like an inch of hair could fit in this compartment. <laughs> but you throw it in. Um, this uh, device starts to like you hear it whirring and buzzing and then kind of click 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 but it does begin to illuminate in the direction the vague direction because it's a number of light years off of what would very likely be the subtler system there's only a few systems out that edge of space so it seems like that's where you're heading when you get closer like when you get in the system you'll be able to better suss out where exactly you're going to be heading to All right, we got the skeleton key card and the bio compass as contraband. So, do we have any kind of armored compartment? Where do we normally stash this stuff? We definitely just have a loose floorboard somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll stash it under like the loose floorboard that we have. Maria's tried to line it with like steel or metal or something in the hope that it might confuse the scanner <laughs> or lead. Yes, I love it, but. Yeah, this it's a it's a patchwork compartment at best, but mm-hmm. I mean, you haven't yeah. gotten caught thus far. But you know what? They're all over the ship, and there's so much random crap in here that I feel like when you go through customs, it's always the customs officer is like, oh, 
feels like a lot of paperwork. I just kind of don't feel like dealing. In, in the same way that like Maria is easy to ignore because she's so normal, this ship is easy to ignore because it's too much work to look at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't look yeah. directly yeah. at it. <laughs> I love that. They just see us approaching and they're like, they're going to be a lot. <laughs> Blank would hide their board as well. Because um, there are several components in that that, is, that are very much illegal. I've uh, been long recalled, but they haven't haven't replaced or changed them. Yeah, if you don't turn off your board in the exact right order, it will explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was the first like the first words to come out of my phone was like, "Don't touch my board. You might die." Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then after, like, quickly type delete and type. That's not a threat. That's like a promise. And he quickly tied that I like, that wasn't a threat either. I mean, you might. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it took the whole day of like miscommunication, us being like raising our guns and then putting them in the deck down and then raising our guns. Just a day long standoff. Should we kill Blank? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yes, Kamari was like, should we, should we kill Blank? And Maria's like, we do really need not a good a, team player. We need a pilot. <laughs> I just sort of been going in circles. I'm we not just circled. <laughs> I'm not doing great on the on the the piloting system. It ain't my skill. No, no you're doing fine. It's There's okay. a number of systems where Blank's board is considered a deadly weapon. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Love it. You guys make your way towards the nearest Van Keer gateway. You would know the Van Keer gates are run by a company called CalStar, which is a company who invented FTL drives, fast and light drives, but realized they were way too expensive for most people to afford. Uh, and so they essentially went with, you know, we could also we could make the fancy car. We could also make a toll road. Uh, and so they're getting their money coming and going. Mm. Um, you make your way to a Van Keer gateway. And there's like a small line of ships lining up. And it is very much uh, what you think of from like the Expanse or Cowboy Bebop. It is a giant ring with some kind of like trans-dimensional space kind of emanating through it. You're seeing through... Literally, because it's fashion light, you're seeing through time and space in this gateway because they are physically folding space through various insane ways that none of you really know how they work, but you know that so far they've worked every time, uh, or at least as far like as you a know. microwave. Can we cut the line, cut someone off? Can Blank cut someone off? Oh, yeah, you can cut someone <laughs> off if you want. Yeah. Blank, go ahead and roll me. Uh, I'll say f- with your ship, go ahead and roll 2d6 and add your mobility. Can they have a, a upper zero. an upper hand because of a it's a ca- captain a captain? Gambit. Yeah, sure. You can you can have the upper hand. I'll let you do either mobility if you want to be like slick with it, or body if you want to like physically body check another ship. What? I think I've. <laughs> I, body check. I think we're trying what? hard not to bring attention to us, so I think I'll just go with mobility, which isn't great, but. Okay, so roll 3d6, take the top two. Oh, okay, that's not great. Okay, yeah, no, I'm not able to. A five. No! Uh, you go you go to cut someone off, and immediately you get hailed by this, like, big-looking trucker. Uh, she she looks at you, she's got this, like, big tattoo across half her face, goes, What the fuck you think you're trying to do? Back in the line, motherfucker! Um, Maria is 100% at the communications helm as the face of this ship. And she's going to um, just try to say, oh, we're real sorry about that. We didn't understand where the line began. We're in a bit of a rush. If you don't mind us cutting in here, we'll be out of your way real quick. Good roll, Savvy Check. Jesus 
I'll say, uh, you gotta go against the odds. So roll three and take the lower two. Oh. oh damn it. I rolled pretty good. <laughs> I'm so tan. Whoa! Wow. Uh, you, see, you see this woman um, sees your just plainest of Jane, plain Jane faces, and immediately her, her expression softens. goes, I'm sorry, honey. I, you know, I, it's good to hear someone with, with you know, the, the accent of, of my people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, it can be tough out here in the frontier galaxy. Like, you know what? Go ahead. I, I got no one to be. Quite frankly, if I if this takes a little longer for me, I get paid just a little bit more. I'm trying to get some overtime. So you go on in, honey, okay? I, I like your ship. You got, you know, not a lot of people go with the flowers and the pastels in this this galaxy, but I like to see it. Oh, thank you. And you you get that overtime. You certainly owned it. And I'm going to gain one blues because someone trusted me when they would not trust a normal outlaw. Hell yeah. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> oh, yes. She also uh, sends you a message like a message comes up on your screen uh, with her call sign, uh, which is Blue Betty. Well, thank Aww. you, Blue Betty. We'll be, as I said, out of your hair in just a, 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 a quick, quick second. A quick second, a little split. Uh, you know, I'll see you around. If you happen to see the Blue Betty coming up on any of your channels, you just give me a holler. Tell, tell me how your day's been, all right? I certainly will Aww. do that, Betty. I look forward to, to chatting with you in the future. All right. Take it easy. She gives you a small <laughs> salute and zoop, screen goes down. Uh, you make it to the front of the line. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> you get uh, hailed again, this time by a Calstar Customs officer. Uh, this Calstar Customs agent comes over your screen and goes, Hey, uh, all right, what, uh, what system are you going to today? I mean, excuse me. Hello and welcome to the Vancouver Gateway, brought to you by Calstar. Uh, which system are you going to today? Kumari goes, don't worry, I'll, I'll talk to this guy, this, this guy, and like, um, pulls out like a mic that they gave Kumari to like, pretend like they're talking to official people. And they're like, I'll be in the mic room. And they go to the other room to start talking to this guy. <laughs> All right. Um, while our captain is, is giving you the, the lowdown, uh, we're going to the settler system. <laughs> At the same time, what are you saying in the other room? <laughs> Hey, Kumari here. How's your day going? Oh, you're going to the settler system. Okay, that'll be one credit. No, I didn't say that. Well, but we are going. How did you know we we're going to the settler system? It's very intuitive. <laughs> oh, they're real. They're real. Real smart people over at Calstar. Uh, sir, how's your day going? You know, my day's going pretty well. Thanks for asking. Uh, is that going to be a should I charge this to the ship's account, corporate account, personal account? So we want credit. Oh, you could put it on on my account. That's fine. Yeah, you're we're gonna charge that to the ship's account. All right, charge it to the ship's <laughs> account. Okay, cool. No, no, I said my account. All right, that's been charged to the ship's account. No, oh, you get in troubles with that mic. Mike, boss, yeah. we gotta get that figured out. Sometimes yeah. our comms is a little sketchy. No, I think my mic's working just fine, but thank you very much. No, what? What? Yeah, no, my. Can you. Hello? Hello, sir? Hello, can, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, great. Oh my god. Okay, great. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're. What are we talking about? Are we good? Are we good here? Hey, boss, you wrapping things up? Yeah, yeah, it's totally covered. I think we're good. We're good, right? I think we're good, right? 
I think we're good. Uh, you enjoy your flight to the Van Keer Gateways, brought to you as always by CalStar. Thank you so much. We have no illegal contraband on our ship. <laughs> you have a good day, sir. You have a good day, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye. And then Kamari <laughs> walks back in. It's like, don't worry, I handled that so well. Oh, thanks, boss. It sounded like they might have been a real tough one. Yeah. Yeah, Tom broke up a little bit, but I think we're they good. they keep doing that. I we think gotta... Ward is stifling laughter like, actively. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get those calm systems checked out when we're not in the red anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll put that on the agenda for tomorrow. I just want to make sure I played that right. The game was that your comms didn't work at all. Yeah, it did not work. Okay, at all. Yeah, that, that, that was so perfect. It was, it was incredible to watch. <laughs> You guys bring your ship forward, and as it touches the kind of, like, distorted space-time, all of a sudden you feel a familiar kind of stomach-churning moment of... Space goes silent around you, the hum of the ship stops, and you just go... As the feeling of nausea passes, that pit in your stomach kind of remains as you guys fly very, very quickly towards memories that you would rather have avoided. In fact, you have avoided by going some systems away, light years away from your problems. But as you go back, you experience something a lot of people have experienced when they fly through hyperspace. Many people call it hyperspace nostalgia. Flashes of memories and things that burn just that little bit brighter as you travel faster than light. Not full memories, but just fragments of things that you've been avoiding, fragments of things that linger in your mind and always will linger in your mind. I want to go around to everyone, and I don't want to hear like a full flashback scene. I just want to hear like a small fragment of something that is lingering in each of your characters' minds as you travel through hyperspace. Starting with the captain. Uh, Paint us just a small piece of a picture. We flash back to like a, it's like middle of the night, it's like raining, and you see like Kumari standing in front of a like building that's on fire in their classic duster, that's just the back of their head. And then like you can slowly kind of see coming into eyesight that on like the building that's on fire, it says um, Calypso's karaoke can. As we pull back from that flashback, as we see the the silhouette of Kumari, do we see, does uh, Kumari still have both of their arms, or do they just have one arm? Uh, they just have one arm, and you can see, like, blood dripping from their uh, right side of their body. We fade over into the pilot's seat, Blank, what's a fragment of memory that comes into your mind? I think as we fade over to the pilot seat, you first see Blank with a hand on the wheel, just kind of keeping an eye out, just in case he needs to do very sudden turns in um, FTL. And the other hand is just kind of rubbing the front of their neck. And I think this is when viewers will notice that along the front of their neck is a jagged scar, long healed over. But then it fades into a open bleeding scar as you fade into this memory as you see Blank staggering out 
um, of a building, hand clasped over their neck, um, blood dripping out between their fingers. And they're, they're practically crawling onto their hoverboard and speeding off, barely holding on. They're not even standing on the board at this point. They're just lying on it like it's a surfboard and gripping as tight as they can, trying not to look behind them, but knowing that they're leaving something behind as they do. As hyperspace nostalgia can sometimes make memories more potent, it can also bring on that phantom limb or that phantom pain experience, and you feel just that little bit of lingering, long-lost pain across that scar as we fly over to the communications board uh, to a very plain Jane face filled with some memories that may not be so. What's popping into Maria James's head? Maria's eyes just go black as she remembers holding the knife, standing over... No, I'm kidding. She doesn't think of that. (laughs) 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 Maria... I knew it. Oh my god. (laughs) No, Maria's just thinking about, you know, the last time that she was home taking her back to, to, you know, having an off day from the ranch and getting a couple of errands that she needed done herself done and getting a, a visit from a, from a friend she hadn't seen in a while asking if, if she wanted to come help do some errands. And she said, Kumar, yeah, let's, let's catch up. I got to get some milk. And I got to get, you know, I got to get some more duct tape for, for fixing, you know, temporary fixings. And that was the last time Maria was ever home. We hear some chickens clucking as we fade over to uh, Ward. Where did we find you? Um, I think Ward is, like, sitting in his quarters, just bandaging up his foot. I think Ward has, like, taken on some of the repairs to help out around the ship and like take some stuff off Maria's plate but the ship's doing okay right now but normally he's manning the engine room and stuff like that as you are fixing up some stuff a pang of nostalgia a pang of memory hits the back of your head what memory pops into your head um I think it's the night before everything went bad and I think that Ward is in like the back room of a bar with his dad and his brother and he is giving an impassioned, like, I'm sick and tired of the Jacksons being under the Parazzos. Like, we could be our own thing. We could be our own operation. Like, Dad, it's time to make a move. And, like, I look to my brother Finn for support, and, like, the last lingering bit of the memory is him just saying, like, fuck it, I'm in. And as fuck it, I'm in just lingers in the air. We see another figure hand against the glass, looking out into the infinite <laughs> abyss of space. Eli, what memory is pulsing in the back of your head? A cargo bay full of smoke and screams. Mostly men but one woman's voice screaming, no, no! And then a bay. And then nothing but silence. rings out in all of your heads somehow just that little bang off in the distance 
you begin to look out of the front window and you see the telltale signs of the end of a hyperspace byway as space begins to kind of coalesce, stars begin to form closer, and you see off in the distance a very small ring that very quickly grows larger and larger and... Silence. Another strange rippling of space and time, a pit in your stomach that almost makes you want to throw up as you... Return to space and time as we know it, having been momentarily outside of time and space as you traveled across light years. Thank you for traveling through the Vampire Gates, brought to you by Calstar. Welcome to the Sutler System. small thing plays over your comms as you look out into a very familiar system surrounding a dying star you see a couple of small planets all pretty barren and vaguely inhabited most of them kind of desert planets with small outposts you see this cookie cutter independent space station subtler orbital you see a kind of blinking subtler 47 route fuel hub which is a Kind of basically a gas station, like a, an interstellar gas station with like a small motel and like uh, an 812, which is uh, a convenience store around here. <laughs> Get out of here. It's, it's in the book. It's not in the book. <laughs> All right. There's, there's a small mining outpost city uh, on the planet Georgia Delta 3, and nearby, one of the nearest planets is Georgia Alpha 2 where you know the primary hub city of Reno 12 is located. Because this is information you guys already have, you guys know that Reno 12 is the home of the Reno Snakes. It's the home of the Perazzo family. It was the home of Saul Jackson last time you saw him. Sutler 47 Fuel Hub has a motel and some various like stuff on it. Sutler Orbital is the independent space station. It acts as like a big hub for travelers. You can find Sutler Security Systems outposts on both Sutler Orbital and on Reno 12. There is also a mining outpost city on Georgia Delta 3 that is, I don't think any of you would have been to that much. It's kind of a boomer bust mining town that last time you guys were here, at least, uh, was in a bust cycle. We'll see if it's gotten any better in the intervening years. Though if any of you know anything about boomer bust cycles, they rarely get better in the frontier galaxy. Kamari, after like coming out of all that, is like, Oh, time, hallucination, headache. Maria, can you make me a tea? Yeah, I got, I'll got. i I'll get on that tea right now. Great. And Anyone else want want tea? Make it brewing up a pot. I'll, I'll take, take tea. tea, but no sugar. I'll take tea, two sugars. Blank, you want some? She makes sure to go over to, to Blank to, <laughs> to see if, what they've written. Yeah. Blank, I think all Blank type stuff is a uh, thumbs up emoji. You got it. Uh, and then Kamari goes, what What direction is the biocompass pointing? Oh, yeah. You guys look at the biocompass. You guys kind of pointed out the window, and it is basically this kind of, like, divining rod type thing. It's, <laughs> for being as high-tech as it is, this can track people across star systems. It ultimately is a, like, metal detector. It's like point and shoot kind of thing. <laughs> does it beep like a metal detector? It does beep. It goes boop, 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 boop. And, and it can only target, like the smallest range you can target is like the city, the size of a city, right? So it's not like that accurate? Correct. It'll definitely get you to like the right area or like the okay. right section. 
Um, once you get into a like city, it'll still kind of give you a general direction, but once you get too close, it's just kind of. It's like yeah, you're okay. you're nearby. But it lets you go <laughs> many light years away. Uh, so they they really cool. went for the the long the short way of stuff. You pointed out towards um, where you know the the general hub city of Reno Twelve to be, and it beep beep kicks you to the left, and you see it is pointing towards Sutler Forty Seven Fuel Route Hub, which you know is like a a truck stop. Basically, it's a place for people to refuel, to sleep, to hang. Uh, that's that's at least where the ship is. Copy. Well, we gotta sell that ship in order to make our debts pay, so we. Not a bad place to start. That's also where John is. John, uh, John Tequila. John Tequila. Well, isn't he with the ship? Is our uh, as, as some, we hope so. We well, he we could have sold so. the ship. Maybe he could have sold the okay. ship. Let's go mush to Sutler Forty Seven Fuel Stop. Did you say mush? <laughs> I said mush. That's I think that. blank also turns goes types up. Did you say mush? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I'm trying out different. Are phrases we to... are we your sled dogs, boss? <laughs> oh, I'm the cat. You're not slut. No, don't don't put words in my mouth. Right. Don't you put the word mush out there. The, I think the engine would be the sled dog. This analogy. Okay, I get it. We don't like mush. I won't say mush again. I'm sorry. Blank Good. types up. We should really pass this through like a staff meeting or something. We should. Are you kidding me? Blank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, boss. If you're gonna start. Oh, is blank? Are you calling a staff really meeting? Gotta- Oh, yeah, Blake yeah, wanted to talk about something. I am all ears. Boss, buddy. boss. Blank is leading a staff meeting, please. <laughs> Kumari Blank holds so up hands sick. like, come on, boss. Come on. <laughs> Kumari defeated is just in their seat listening. I think at this point, Maria comes walking out from, from wherever they're like, you know, tiny little horrible kitchen is with a tray that's got a bunch of tea. And it also has some bowls of like... An oatmeal kind of a, a sustenance with whatever sort of fixings she could find. She's like, I or heard somebody say the word mush over the comms, and I thought maybe we could use a little snack. So I brought a little something. Maria's space mush. Oh, I love this stuff. I love a bowl of space yeah, mush. Space mush. I love that you guys exist in a society that people have been in space for generations, but you still call it space mush. <laughs> That's well, actually... Mush on the ground is just regular mush. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. It's fair. That's on me. Yeah, this one is a little airier because there's no gravity to, to smush it into the bowl. So it's a little fluffier, a little airier <laughs> than ground mush. Yeah. Blank holds like a a like text meeting. So I think like it shows up on everyone's displays or just like different ways to ask, hey, let's go over there. <laughs> Instead of mush. Kamari. Kamari goes, oh. oh, Herbie, staff meeting. Oh no. You just you just hear from the distance, you go, what? Is it done? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man, Dick Whiskey, you're gonna have to do that scan one more time. Sorry, hun. Do I really have to? And you just hear guns cocking from the distance. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys make your way towards the Route 47 fuel hub. You see in the distance, there's essentially this like disc-like station with a large kind of like sphere in the center, and parked on like the sides of the disc are a bunch of different ships. You see a bunch of, like, large freighters. You see some small, like, personal craft. You see some medium-sized ships. As you are approaching, you see uh, Dick Whiskey kind of, like, yells from the back. He goes, 
Hey, that's my ship. That's my ship. Yeah, that's the girl. Oh! <laughs> the, your, the name of your ship is the girl? No, that's my girl. That's the yellow lily over there. Oh, the I yellow lily. lily. Yellow I like lily. the, the, the girl is a ship's name, though. Well, I the can change lily. if you like. I think that's a different ship, Dick. Don't get too attached. No, that's definitely my ship. I know the yellow lily from, from here to Timbuktu. Uh, someone... You should go check out your room, Dick, while we go get your... Sh- I've got a room? <laughs> yeah, you're... He's still tied up. He's still fully tied up. <laughs> I can't wait to see my room. I've never had a room before. I've never had friends before. I just have people who use and abuse me, and they leave me by the side of the road without not a penny to my name or a room to call my own. Guys, we can't... Dick, I think you have... I don't want to get into this too much right now, but I think you have made a series of terrible decisions and you need to have everything taken away from you until you can, you know, appreciate what you have. Because you say you never had a room, but you had your own ship. That's a room. <laughs> you you do see the ship out the window that he's pointing to, and it is like a station wagon. <laughs> it is not this ship. It is a, a personal craft with, it, yeah, actually, the way, like, long-haul truckers have, like, a small room in the back of their truck or, like, above their truck, that's about the, the extent of it. All right, Dick. No one should be made to sleep in their car, so you gotta. You can stay with us for now. I never had a room. This, this is gonna be just the best time. I'm so glad that you guys tried to shoot me. <laughs> as you guys, as you guys make your way to uh, Sutler Forty Seven Fuel Hub, who would be manning the comm station right now? Um, I'm trying to decide if Maria, Maria would be. Do I like Maria on comms? Yeah. Yeah, I think Maria would head back to the comms knowing that we're we're approaching because we're we're going to the le- the Sutler orbital. You're going to the the fuel hub. Oh, the fuel hub. So it's less of an official. Right. Yeah, this I mean this is just a refueling station. This is the 812. It, it has an, this, it, this is, is basically like one of those really fancy truck stops that like when you go in there's like a bunch of different oh, restaurants yeah. and like there's showers in the back and there's like, oh, oh I could okay. use a shower I'm gonna play the gotcha pong machines gotcha pong can I make Kumari and Maria roll contesting roles to see who lucky whether we're lucky at about who's at the comm station yeah sure you both of you both <laughs> oh. you roll 2d6 and mm-hmm. add your oh no add your savvy I guess <laughs> Seven. Oh, we rolled a lucky 13. Maria's Ooh. heading up that comms. <laughs> As you are over at the comms, can you go ahead and roll me a uh, ship's system check? So go ahead and roll 2d6, and I believe you'll add one. Uh, ship system, I rolled a three and a four, so that's a seven, and one is eight. Eight is exactly enough, since the DC is always eight in this game that you happen to pick up a very faint signal coming through your comms. There's a lot of various like commercials and things being blasted into space near this truck stop. It's a bunch of, this is where everyone stops off. There's, you know, ads for the various casinos that are on, or sorry, the, the single casino that is on Reno 12 that you guys know is run by the Perrazzo family. That's getting blasted in your ears left and right. There's advertisements for sales going on at the 812. There's a number of communications kind of jamming the frequency but underneath that frequency is a very faint beeping beep 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 that as you pull aside all of the other communications and mute them and you know close out all the pop-up ads essentially you recognize 
is a very faint distress call coming from the Route 47 fuel hub. And that's where we'll end for this episode. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) (laughs) That is the end of episode one of this Orbital Blues adventure. Tune in next time to see who is calling for distress and how our outlaws will answer the call. Bang 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 If you're hearing this, that means you listen to every last second of this episode. And if you simply cannot wait until the next episode drops, you should head over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and become a member of the Dice Pool. Fresh! For just a few bucks a month, you'll get cast talkbacks, original games, and a full-length bonus actual play each and every month. As of the end of 2023, there's already over 20 hours of bonus audio, plus a whole bunch of other goodies to enjoy. So head on over to patreon.com slash myfirstdungeonpod and jump on into the dice pool. We'll see you there. Splash!